Yeah, well, this is something really special in here today. See, babies crying out for parents. There is nothing more special than a child praying for mom or her daddy. I mean, but not been experienced by this world. Brother spoke this morning and talked about how powerful prayers of a child are, how pure a heart is. And when they, they, they reach out in desperation begging God to take care of their problems. And then see brothers praying for one another right here in this altar, friends beside each other. It just, there's something inside me. It's just if you can't feel that today, if you can't feel the presence of the Holy Spirit in that song, it's Y'all, we live in a mean world. We live in a cruel world. We live in a world that wants to destroy everything. I mean, if you look at man, we are destroying relationships. We're destroying friends. We're destroying everything we touch. We are wretched. And only by the presence of the Holy Spirit can that demeanor about us be changed. And I beg you today, if you've never experienced God in that kind of power, if you've never let Him come into your life to change that man nature, uh, that, that woman nature. It, it's a destructive force that we're dealing with. And as they come to sing, y'all, y'all sing? Or, huh? Just for the well, then y'all, we fix them to go at it. <laughs> uh, Lord, I didn't know what was going on, but it's just one of those things, y'all. If it, that, that moved me to see that young girl crying out for her mom and uh, them two brothers with their arms around each other, friends coming up side praying one another. It's just, Amen. y'all, that's something that you. A church family is important. Amen. Y'all being in church is important. That's where we draw strength from one another like that right there. Uh, but please, please, if something is on your heart, if there's something bothering you, don't wait. That's right. Don't wait. The invitation's already been given. That's right. The altar's open. So as we come in, this is a place where we draw strength that we build from one another. And I need you to just to, to, to relinquish everything that's in your heart. Um, the look on your face tells everything. Please, just turn loose of it. Don't hinder the spirit in here today. This time we're going to turn loose to Children's Church. I'm going uh, back to Children's Church. Uh, you know, like I said, we got nursery. We got uh, we got children under three. We got nursery today, and then we got uh, Children's Church taking place too. Uh, nine years and under the Children's Church. If you ain't got a church bulletin, raise your hand. Need a bulletin. We got a few extra ones up here. I want to thank you for being here today. It blesses my heart to see this group of youth that we have in this church. This group of youth in this church. You know, they could have, uh, and I'm sure most of them did, stay up half a night talking on phones to one another. Uh, I'm just thinking of it. I love that boy. And, and, and I just, you know, I, I come here and they were babies. And now to see them just about grown men. It, it just, uh, it's, it's a special thing. If you got your Bibles, we're going to be in Matthew today. Uh, I'm sorry, John. We're going to be in John. Uh, Chapter 13 and verse and, and chapter 21 will be there today. Thank 
You know, so many times in, in, in a work day or in a work week, how many of you have a computer you work on? How many of you have to restart something? Control out deletes my best friend. Uh, so many times in life, and I think every one of us can relate to this, because we deal with something in our house or in our job or on a vehicle or a machine, you have to go over there and shut it down, let it set for a minute, and then start it back up to see if you can get it to act right, to operate right. So many of us in our lives are the same way that, that, that there's things in our life that, that, that you know we need to reboot. These things that happen, you know, everybody in here, anybody here has never made a mistake. No hands going up. You know, but a lot of times we get caught in that moment. A lot of times things happen in our life and we get caught in that moment and that's all we dwell in is that, that, that problem, that mistake, that error that we occurred. And, and, and the devil consumed. Wednesday night, the Lord laid that heavy on my heart and uh, Sunday, I mean, I was studying for Sunday and I, I didn't see this until yesterday uh, morning when I was, uh, I was up in the tree. And I was just praying and, and, and sitting there uh, just, just outside and, and I was just praying, Lord, you know, I, I, this is on my heart. This is heavy. Please give this to me. And it's one of them things, it's like when I was up in that tree yesterday morning and I was hunting and I was sitting there and I was, I had to, in my mind, I had to go through a shutdown. I had to, to, to press control alt delete and I had to say, Lord, I need you to just to, to, to re renew this, restart this, Lord. What, where are we going with this thing right here? And, and the thing about life is so many times in life we do things uh, we make mistakes and, and, and we stick to those. We, we, we hang on to those bad choices we make. We, make, we hang on to the bad decision in life that we make. Uh, and and uh, I'm, I'm sorry if you're here Wednesday night, but there's, it's just about the same message. It's, it's, it's got the same uh, 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 outcome as if we let the devil trap us, if we let the devil hang on to us and, 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 to, and, and to trick us into thinking that that's all we'll ever be, then that's all you will ever be. The devil can't trap you and he can steal your joy and rob you of your victory that Jesus paid a dear price for. Amen. Here in John chapter 13, verse number 36, Simon Peter said, Lord, where are you going? And Jesus replied, you can't go with me now, but you will follow me. Understand this, we're all following either God, we're following Jesus Christ, and then we're going to follow the patterns that He did, and we're going to wind up in the place that He's in, or we'll wind up in the devil's hell. There is but two destinations that, that people are headed for. Either headed for heaven to be with God forevermore and rejoice and, and, and to have that, that beautiful, perfect life. Uh, or you're headed to a devil's hell that was created for him and his angels that you will not be welcomed in. And just like now, you're living in torment, you're living in grief, you're living in uh, just a life that has been destroyed. You know, you can't hit redo. You can hit control, alt, delete, and let the system shut down and let it start you and the Holy Spirit is talking to somebody in here this morning. Mom. He's saying, look, you can't have life and have it more abundantly. Amen. John 10.10 said the thief come but to steal, kill, and destroy. Are you tired of having things in your life? And Are you tired of being in a life where everything that you see no way out, the devil wants to rob you of your joy. He wants to destroy your relationships, your marriage, uh, your home. He wants to destroy your kids. He wants to destroy everything he can. He wants to, to, to victimize and he wants to make them struggle all the way through life. 
But Jesus says, I come to give life and to give it more abundantly. And here, here, here Peter is. He loved Jesus. I mean, and Peter was one of these. Uh, he, he, I, I think I'm a lot like Peter. I, I act before I think. So many times in life, I act before I think. And, 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 and Peter here, he, he says, Lord, where are you going? I want to go with you. Jesus says, you can't go now, but, but you, you will come after me later. He asked the Lord, or he said, I'm ready to die for you. Verse 38, Jesus answered and said, die for me. I mean, it's kind of like I believe Jesus just kind of laughed. Yeah. He said, you're, you're willing to die for me. You know, most of us ain't willing to die for him, mm. But we do want to follow him. You know, most everybody in the, in, 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 I believe in the world, even those that, that, that say there is no God or they don't believe in, in Jesus, I still feel like inside themselves they're trying to do a good work. They just get mixed up sometimes. Amen, but y'all, Jesus says that, that, that He is willing to forgive us and to forget what we did and to restore us into new and to make us into what He inhabits to be. But here Peter, you know, he asked Jesus, he says, Lord, I want to go with you, but Jesus says you can't. And he says, but Lord, I'm willing to die for you. And Jesus says, Peter, I'm going to tell you this right here. He said, before the rooster crows tomorrow morning, you'll deny me three times. He says, you will deny me three times. And it's just, it blows Peter's mind. Peter can't comprehend. Lord, would I really? As, as I, you know, I believe in you. I followed you. I trust in you. Lord, I'm willing to fight for you. He was. He jumped up and he cut that, 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 that guard's ear off. He was ready to physically take the battle to the world. But Jesus didn't come to, to battle the world. He came to save the world. Amen. So many of us in life, we're trying to fight things. We'll jump up with our attitude. It's all grabbing by the horns and I'll take control of this. And we mess everything up. Y'all, we've got to quit trying to do these things. Amen. Jesus says, I come in love. I come, I, I, I come to restore that relationship. I come, I come to set right that which was fallen. That, that, that gap between God and man that sin entered in. And He destroyed. Jesus says, I come to set it right. Amen. But so many times in our life, we're not willing to say, I'm sorry to ourselves. Wednesday night I said that. Wednesday night I talked about how, how, how most of our problems is, is it's not with our brother or our sister, or our neighbor. Our problem lies within us, with the battle. You know, I fight, the, the war I fight is in my mind. The war I battle, the fights I fight, I fight against myself about what I wish I would have done and what I didn't do. There's so many things. And, Peter, I mean, Paul talks about it in Romans. He says, I know what I want to do, but I don't. Amen. And what I don't want to do, I do. Amen. Is that not your life in a nutshell? Most of the time we got all kinds of good intentions, but we fail to come through when it matters. But here Jesus says, look, you're going to deny me. And Peter, and we're going to see, we're not going there, but I'll tell you, you read later Matthew. Matthew records it in depth. It says that, 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 that when this come up, when the choice was made, will you follow me or are you going to turn against me? Will you follow me? Will you trust me? Or are you going to turn from me? When the pressure is hot, y'all, and this is what I need you to understand, when life comes at you and it gives you that great decision, are you going to stand for God and say you are a Christian and do the right things or are you going to turn? Are you going to deny Jesus? Are you going to deny yourself that victory over that battle? What are you going to do when it counts the most? 
it's, it's easy when we all come in here. Amen? Amen. We all lift holy hands this morning. We can praise the Almighty God this morning. But when we leave this building this afternoon, come on. when you buy yourself, Amen. When the devil gets you along and believe you me, God wants the devil wants you secluded. He wants you on that island by yourself. Why? Because you're weaker when you're by yourself. You're not strong when you're by yourself. It says that why did he send when Jesus sent the disciples out, he sent them out in pairs. Why? Because they're strengthened to. One of you follow, the other can help them get up. If you're following, you're by yourself. Who's there to help you get up? So many times when we're alone, we do this. Families, listen to me. When you isolate you and your family from the presence of God's people, you're setting your family up to fail. When you neglect coming to God's house and being around God's people, you're not accountable. Being here today is holding yourself accountable to live a set of standards that you can hold your head up, not to be proud, but to hold your head up is that me and my family serve the Lord. Amen. Come on. Amen. This Amen. is important. Why? It's so important for us as Christians to be in church. Why? Because I've got to be accountable for my actions throughout the week to a group of people I stand before today. I mean, if you hear rumors of me acting like an idiot at the Alpha office downtown, and here I am just, just out acting like a heathen, how long am I going to be able to stand before you and preach and you have any confidence Amen. in what I'm preaching? These are the things that, 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 that when Peter was by himself, the disciples wasn't with him. You got to think about this. Peter went into an environment that he wasn't familiar with. He went into the the, 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 the courtyard of, of, of the judge there of, of Pilate. He went into there and he was by himself. He secluded himself, and the devil had him right where he wanted. Right. And when the test come, Peter, Peter fell miserably. Amen. And you know, I think every morning when he woke up and that rooster crowed. What do you think he thought about? Man, that's right. What did he think about? Every time that mistake you made comes back to remembrance. What do you do? It defeats you. It defeats you. It breaks your heart. It breaks you down to quit thinking like that. Amen. It's time to control out, delete your life and to get rid of those things. I want you to understand this right here for a second. And John, if you, if you want to finish your story, John 18 and Matthew 26 goes into detail of whenever Peter come into that. Matthew 26 goes into it greatly and it says, it goes into detail. When that third person asked him, are you not one of those that followed Jesus? And it says, no. And the rooster crowed. When they heard that sound, his heart broke. It says he went away weeping. He left that, that place where he is at, it says he left weeping. So many of us walk around every day and we're weeping, right? Amen. we got regrets. We've got a broken heart. We feel like a failure in life. That's what the devil wants you to feel like. That's what the devil wants you to think, that is you're not worthy to hold your head up. You're not worthy to feel good about yourself. You're not worthy to be, to be comfortable inside your own skin. He wants you to make you feel like that you're unworthy. And, and God says, no, no, I, I want you to feel worthy. I want you to feel important. I want you to feel special. He wants that intimate relationship one-on-one -on -one with you. He wants, to know, he wants you to know. He knows you already more than you'll ever realize how much God. God knows the thoughts before you even think them. Think about these things. Amen. Jesus had to carry every one of the laws a little bit further. Amen. It says not to kill, yeah. But if you've got hatred in your heart, if you've got bitterness inside you towards your brother, 
you're just as guilty as murder. Why? Because you're locked in a prison. Bitterness and hatred will hold you in a prison Amen. inside your mind. And that prison can be, hey, it'd be a lot easier to go down to uh, Tuscaloosa or, or, or go down to uh, Wetumpka and spend your life inside a, a true prison and be free to walk around and socialize as it is to be trapped inside your mind of a prison. Amen. So many people, when you talk to them, they have no joy, they have no hope. Why? Because they're trapped in a prison of something of yesterday. Remember what our past is? It's behind us. And we're created for everything in front of us. We're not created for anything behind us. We're all created in a forward motion. God says He wants you going forward. He wants you to move forward in everything that you do. But here, Peter had already made a mistake. He denied Jesus. And he went his way. John chapter 21, verses 1 through 7. It says, Later Jesus appeared to his disciples again by the Sea of Galilee. Uh, this is how it happened. They said several times that he, uh, several of the disciples was there. Simon Peter, Thomas, uh, Nathaniel uh, of Canaan, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples. It says, Simon Peter says, I'm going fishing. What did Jesus call Peter out of? Fishing. A boat. Jesus called Peter out of a boat. For him to go become a fisher of men. He called him out of what he was living in. Amen? When God called you, did He not call you out of sin? Right. He did not call you out and say, Hey, come, I'll make you a new person. I'll bring you from what you were and I'll make you what I want you to be. Amen. But so many times in life, when we fail, when we let God there, when we let our wife there, when we let our kids there, when we do the wrong things, we turn and go back to what we just come out of. That's it. Don't you listen to me for a second. When sin enters in, the shame pushes you back what you were. But you'll never be what you were. God made you a son. God made you a daughter. But you know what? We let the devil trick us into thinking we're not worthy. And we'll wind up running harder and faster and further than where we was at to begin with. And it's hard. A lot of times it's hard to come back. Hey, it's hard. Once you, once you go back, it's hard to come back into the present life. Because shame will keep you out. Shame will keep you down. Shame will keep you beaten out. And God says, I love you. I forgive you. I want to lift you up. Child, there's nothing you can ever do that I'll ever turn my back on you for. Because you're my child. I love you. But the devil said, I don't know. I don't need You're worthless. You're worthless. And God said, no. You're priceless. You're priceless. Amen. I paid the debt. I, I, I give everything for you. I've done it. God says, don't let Satan trick you into this thing. Here they were fishing. And, <coughs> and understand the influence Peter had. Understand the influence you have. When Peter says, I'm going fishing, they said, we'll go too. So when you run back out into sin, when you run back out into the world, what are you dragging with you? You're dragging everybody around you. They'll follow you. You have a great impact on people. Amen. But you've got to be willing to sacrifice what you want. Endure the pain. Endure the suffering. It's only for a season. It says, hey, if it rains and then the sun comes out tomorrow. You think about that. It's only for a season, y'all. And joy can be restored unto you. These Amen. are the things in life we've got to understand. Verse number 3, Simon Peter says, I'm going fishing. They said, we'll come too. They said, 
So they went out on the boat and they caught nothing all night. At dawn, Jesus was standing on the beach, but disciples could not see who he was. He called out, fellas, have you caught anything? Or caught any fish? And they said, no. It says, put your net on the right hand side. Do you realize the significance of the right hand? Amen. Come on. Do you realize the significance of the right hand? That's the authority. In the right hand, you have authority, you have power. When you're in the right hand, it's like the right mind. Amen? Amen. We have, we have that victory underneath the right hand. It says, throw, the ball, uh, throw out on the right, so the right hand side of the boat, and you'll, get, and you'll get some. So they did. And they caught, uh, and the hole was net because they had so many fish. They couldn't get to, uh, into the hole because of so many fish. The disciples, the disciple who loved Jesus, said to Peter, he says, it's the Lord. And when Peter heard this, it says that he put his tunic back on, he jumped in the water, and he headed to shore. Jesus is going to come to every one of you again. Mm -hmm. If you're lost today, Jesus is calling you. Amen. He's calling you to come. <clears throat> He's calling you to come to a life Amen. that He has for you. If, you're, if you've been saved and you've run out back into the world, Jesus come back to Peter, did he not? He come back to his disciples. Amen. He come back and he called them again. He said, he called them, hey, you that's back out in the world, have you got your satisfaction? No. No. I can't find satisfaction. I can't find happiness. I can't find joy. I'm back out in here and I'm more miserable than I was when I was in your presence the first time. I'm miserable, God. And he says, hey, here's how you do it. Get out of that. Get get off of that side. Get over here on the other side. God. That's right. He said, "Come over here." When Peter jumped in or jumped out of the boat, he, he swam over to where Jesus was at. You know, Jesus never intends for his people to go back what they come. That's right. But you know what? He he made a plan for when they do. He made a plan for when you do go back out of it. It's called forgiveness. He's got unlimited forgiveness. But you know what? There's consequences for you going back into the world. Don't think it's a free license of sin. I'm not saying that. And when you're born again, He's got a path for you. If you follow that path, it, it life will be to the fullest. But every time we stray away, it hurts us. This is what I want you to understand right here. John 12, 14, or 21, 14, it says, after Jesus had cooked breakfast and had eaten, here we are in verse number 14, it says this was the third time Jesus had appeared to his disciples. You know, I think as a coincidence in that third time he showed up. Understand that. He was rewriting their program. He was rewriting their memories. He was, he was bringing back to remembrance these things. And it says right here, it says, After breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Son of John, do you love me? Now understand that. Jesus asked Peter, do you love me? Peter says, yes, Lord. You know it. says, he asked him again the second time. Son of John, do you love me? He says, yes, Lord. I love you. Again, the third time, he says, Son of John, do you love me more than you love me? And he says, Lord, you know everything. You know how much I love you. How many times did he deny Jesus? How many times did Jesus rip our feet? Three times. 
He canceled out every one of those strikes that Peter had. He, he reprogrammed Peter's thinking. He said, don't think about what you've done. Think about what I've done. Y'all, there's a lot of us in here today that knew that. But we forgot it. So many of us are trapped in here this morning. And we're stuck in that place. I want you to understand this right here for just a second. Uh, a writer of Hebrews chapter 5, verses 11 through 14, it says, This is much more. Let me see. There is much more I would like to say to you, but it's difficult to explain. Especially since you're spiritually dull and don't seem to listen. Y'all, you've been preached to your whole life. But it's like you don't listen. It's like I don't listen. Why do I have to go through that same battle again? Why do I keep making that mistake? Why? 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 Because we are like babes. We're still on the meat. It says if you're still eating of the milk, if you're still partaking of the milk, if you're still drinking a bottle, if you don't know the basics by now, you ought to be teaching somebody else. Have me No, no, no. You shut up. Be nice. The Bible says that you've been saved long enough that you ought to be teaching. You ought to be helping somebody else. Right, right here, the writer of Hebrews is telling that, that group, it says, look, you've been saved long enough that you know enough that you ought to be able to help people instead of hurt. You ought to be able to help them. Hey, everybody needs a helping hand, amen? Amen. But how many hands are you helping behind you? How many people are we are we calling out of this world of sin? How many people are we, it says right here, you, you've been saved, you've been, you know enough, you've been saved enough. Well, what are you doing? The devil's got you trapped. The devil has got us trapped. And we can't move forward. We're, we're like those that are hard here. Do what? Y'all, you've got to forgive yourself if you're going to move forward. You've got to forgive yourself. God does hey, If you've asked Him, He's forgiven you. But you're stuck. You're stuck. Why? Because we hear the rooster crowing. We don't hear Jesus forgive. We don't hear Jesus saying, Do you love me? Jesus was casting out that bad experience in people's mind. But all throughout this building today, we're sitting here. And all we do is go to and think about what we've done, what we come from, what we've run back to. I'd ask you to stand in your Dear Lord, we bow before you today. Lord, we ask you, Lord, for those that stand here today, Lord, that the devil's got them trapped, Lord. They feel like that what they've done, they can't come back from. And Lord, you said you'll forgive it as it is far from the east from the west. Lord, it's time for us, our dull ears, to be open. Lord, and, and for our shallow minds to be deepened. God, it's time for us as, a, as, as individuals, as us as a church, Lord, we should be helping a lot more people. Lord, those in here this morning that are wounded, Lord, we pray that they'll come down here today and be healed. Lord, they got spiritual battles, Lord, we pray they come down here this morning and get their armor put on. 
Lord, if they never ask you to be Lord and Savior, we ask that they come and invite you into their heart. Lord, that those that have been born again, Lord, that feel unworthy, you say that they're worthy, you say that they're worthy. Lord, we pray this morning they'd come to here and let you rewrite their program. Lord, rewrite their memory. Lord, that they would let you go through and clean up their hard drive, take out all the bad stuff that's been downloaded, and Lord, that you they would be new here this morning as they sing. Lord, we ask that they come. This morning we ask, is there something in your past that's controlling your future? Is there something in you right now that's, that, that all you do is think about really how bad you are? I'd ask you to go ahead and come. Your family suffered long enough for you being the way you are. It's time for you to move. Time for you to say, God, I, I apologize, Lord, I am sorry. Let that Satan have that hold on me. Come this morning. Please come this morning. Jesus wants to rewrite your thought program.
It's time to be obedient. you come in, it's on you. Ain't nothing else can be. It's on you. God says that I'll, I'll change you if you let me. He's never going to force himself. Amen. Uh, and I just pray that you know that you would be obedient to the Spirit. Uh, you'd be, you never know when by you moving how that would affect the people around you. You may be the, the key to the person next to you getting saved. So many times we stand there at the gateway and we trap everybody that's on the pew with us because we're not obedient to the Lord. But thank y'all for being here. I pray everybody got what they come looking for today. Uh, and just know that God is a loving God and He is a forgiving God and He is a merciful God. Amen. But one day He'll be a just God. There's no other way He can do it, but He has to be a just God. If not.